This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, it's Gardner Day around here, so... You know, Gardner Day, Sydney loves that. Boy, oh boy, she is uh, she is all over it, no question. And yes, I will be in town. Uh, Joe Thomas and I will be hosting the pre- and post-game festivities. We're the middle game of a uh, triple-header sandwich on the NFL Network. So it's Colts-Vikings, then our game, and then the nightcap is a big one, the Dolphins and Bills. So we have people spread out all over the Midwest and the, um, in the western New York area. All right, so do you save the NFL Network some cash and stay with family, or do you get the hotel? I'm staying at hotel. I don't get in until Friday night, and then we fly out right after the game. So, um, not unfortunately, not a lot of family flash friends time for this no. trip. Just a lot of uh, work. Cleveland Browns family. Nothing wrong with that. All right, what what's your early assessment of Deshaun Watson through two weeks? Well, it was... We, we talked about it last week. It was a rough, rough go week one. Better in week two. Um, it still feels like there's, you know, a lot of getting to know guys, a lot of getting to know this offense. Uh, you know, it's still a, a difficult watch for us as, as fans. Um, there's not a, a lot of fluidity. Um, it just feels like it, it kind of is clunking along. But there's no question he was better from week one to week two. He felt the same way, and uh, he spoke earlier today, Chris. I thought it was interesting that he said, yeah, there was improvement. I liked what I did. He he also said two other things that I thought, okay, that's fair. He said, I have a long way to go to where I want to be, and I don't want to be 2020. I want to be better than that. I thought, okay, those are the right things to say there. But I, I, I did appreciate him saying that he felt improvement, saw improvement, and cause sometimes guys won't even go that far when talking about themselves and their play. Yeah, I mean, yes, there was there was improvement. It felt a little bit. Um, I have to be careful with this, but I it, I felt like I was watching Baker at times. You know how Baker would like do one read, tuck it, and either move back or roll out to the right. I felt like there was a lot of that, and I, I could be wrong. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not in their film room. I'm the, but that's what it felt like, and that usually happens with guys who are not as familiar with an offense. I mean, has he studied it? Yes, but it's different when you're going against a defense that's trying to take the ball away and put you on the ground and stuff like that. So, you know, he's, it's been so long since we've seen him. We forget he's a really talented quarterback when, when things are going smoothly. And so, you know, we talked about this last week as well, that, um, and now particularly at five and eight with things you know, basically the playoffs just a distant, distant, distant dream. Uh, this is essentially a four-game exhibition season for him. I know that people don't like to hear that, but that, that that's the honest-to-God truth. What do you think happened against Cincinnati? 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I was I was actually fairly pleasantly surprised how our defense played against them. I know that their two of their top three receivers were out unexpectedly after basically the first series. I mean, Higgins didn't play, and Boyd injured his digit on that first uh, first go round, so they had to make adjustments on the fly. I thought our defense did fine. Um, like I said, offensively, it was a difficult watch. It just hasn't been great, and I think it'll be difficult this week because the Ravens have been one of the best defensive teams in football pretty much since the first month on. Chris, I'm springing this one on you. John Johnson, earlier today, you may not have heard, said, yeah, we probably should have paid more attention to Jamar Chase. And it it came off as... It came off as a combination, I thought, of players on the field should have realized what was going on, and schematically, perhaps the coaches should have said, we don't have T. Higgins to go against. We don't have Tyler Boyd. There's Jamar Chase. There's Joe Burrow. We know where he's going to throw the ball. Maybe we should pay more attention to him. Those were the most surprising comments we heard today, and I don't know if you heard them earlier. What do you take when a player says something like that? Yeah, that's not a player saying we as players should have paid attention, not in my opinion. And it's, it's, what is it, the third or fourth time we've heard players talk about uh, either being confused, uh, that they didn't love the scheme. I mean, this is, this is an indictment, unfortunately, on the, uh, it feels like on the coaching staff. And it's something they're going to have to really look at. There's no question about that. We, we all understand it, that this has been a massive disappointment on that side of the football. I know that they have had very serious injuries pile up at one position in particular, but you know, that's the NFL. And so you have to make adjustments on the fly. I mean, the Niners have been the top ranked defense and they have played at times without really, really good players at all three levels on the defense. Um, So that's what that means to me. And yes, if that is in fact true, and once again, with as much football as I've watched, unless I'm really watching game film with somebody who's breaking it down, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, this is what the Browns were doing, because I'm, I'm not going to play that role. Some people on TV or in the media are like, yeah, well, that's exactly what's – I'm not one of those guys. So um, if there are schematic issues, then, yeah, that's a, that's a cry for help. What do you think, uh, as you say that – what needs to happen for the coaching staff here to remain intact, or are we beyond that? Do we think there are changes coming? What do you think? Yeah, I would. I think there will be significant changes coming in certain areas. I still believe that Kevin Stefanski can coach offense. Has he had some issues after the first scripted plays? Yeah, I mean, in fact, I would. I'll probably bother our research department when they're not, you know, running on a treadmill. Um, like they are throughout an NFL regular season. I would love to know where we rank in terms of scoring on our first drive and then scoring after that, because it just feels like things have been great in that area on the first drive. And even if we don't score, like last week, we had a scoring opportunity on our first drive. We did whatever we did on fourth and one. We had a scoring opportunity on our first drive in Atlanta and decided to go for it and misfired that at the goal line. So, you know, we're putting ourselves – there aren't a lot of three and outs is what I'm getting at on opening drives. And I think he can really coach offensive football. Um, But I think that there are other major deficiencies in the other two parts of the game, both in defense and in special teams, which need to be addressed. Chris, you can analyze – and Chris Rose joining us from the NFL Network. Chris will be in town for the game coming up on Saturday working with Joe Thomas. 
you can sit there and look at it any which way. If Jacoby had thrown a better pass, great, it works. You catch him by surprise, blah, 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 blah. What was your initial reaction when they went for it on fourth down? Jacoby didn't keep it, and he throws an, an incompletion in the end zone. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, uh, we're all about result. It's a results business, right? So if they throw it and it's a touchdown, they were like, oh, my God, that's great. But it, I just I didn't like him coming in off the bench and then throwing when the guy's been cold. You know, I mean, he's he's not the starting quarterback anymore. And so – People could say, well, it might have only been six or seven plays. Well, it's more than that. I mean, he's, you know, he's not the starter. He's not getting ready the same. People could say all they want about I'm preparing to be the starter. Well, it was a little bit different, I would imagine. Um, and Deshaun Watson is your $230 million man. I don't, I don't get it when teams try to take their best players off of the field. And Deshaun Watson is – right up there with Nick Chubb, our best offensive player. Um, the Titans do it all the time with Derrick Henry. They take him off the field in critical situations. And I'm sitting here going, what? Like, why? You want to put the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hands? So that's just, to me, sometimes the, the simplest things are the most obvious. Uh, last question for me. I'm just curious. What did you think of the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, Baker Mayfield? Well, I mean, I was happy for him. You know, I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a remarkable story. Um, as with everything in sports and really in life these days, we tend to overblow a uh, moment in time and try and figure out what this means for the rest of his eight to ten year career, however long it lasts. Right. So, what I would do is I would applaud him massively. Uh, I would say it's a, that was amazing. For people to say, well, now that he's in Sean McVay's hands, that this is the turning point of his career, I think is a gross overstatement. Number one, as long as Matthew Stafford wants to keep playing and is healthy enough to keep playing, then the only time you would see Baker, if he sticks with the Rams, and let's remember he's a free agent at the end of the season, um, would be as a backup. Uh, number two, like I said, that was a moment in time against a team that has blown four 13-point leads. It was like the perfect storm. And so, although I credit Baker to the nth degree, like I said, to say this is anything more than one brilliant 98-yard drive, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Amen. I would agree with you on that. But it was yeah, but I mean, once again, I'm not here to throw darts at the guy. No, you're, people, you're right, though, Chris. I think you you're know, right. That, that's all I'm saying is that that's, that's how I see it. And listen, I told you this when he got traded. I hope he has a good, successful career. That's not going to diminish yep. any sort of, uh, you know, anything he did. For, you know, he helped us get to the playoffs in 2020. He wanted to be here. All that stuff was good. And um, just didn't work out here. I am anxious to see him against Green Bay coming up on Monday now that he's had a chance to settle in there a little bit and that the Packers have had a chance to look at him on tape against, you know, with the Rams. So that will be fun for all of us to watch. I'm anxious. Uh, enjoy your trip back home, buddy, and uh, enjoy your work on Thank Saturday you. and then your flight back to L.A. Thanks. So thanks maybe, see you, maybe see you Saturday. All right, boys. Take care. Here's Chris Rose, NFL Network, joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Cheap Dodge Ram Hotline. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 